I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm helping them realize that being in your body is really fun and you can achieve self-love and acceptance by just feeling more at home in your body. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 77, which is also airing on 7-7, which was not planned, but kind of a weird coincidence. Yeah. Uh, but if you're enjoying the podcast, otherwise, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about how to find empowerment uh, in content creation. And that's kind of, you know, it's specifically related to boudoir photography, which our guest is a boudoir photographer. But I know you're going to find some empowerment no matter what field you're in, or even if you're just looking for a little jolt in the arm, we'll, we got you covered with this one, guys. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? Uh, so I am, I've actually drank all of my own cocktails lately. And so I had to just steal a little bit of the husband's uh, Pinot Grigio from the Boda box, Do you, guys you know, have the like spout separate- in the fridge. Do you so have I separate wine boxes. Well, we like usually do. So his like he has- usually he usually gets Pinot Grigio. I usually get Moscato. But um, I was drinking before that some of the Lover Boy teas I had in the fridge, and he usually yeah, yeah. gets the White Claws. So I am fresh out of what I normally drink. So I was just like, ah, this will do. Yeah, that's so. yeah, that's not a bad thing. I'm sticking with the tea today because I gotta. I got some. I need caffeine. Mm, love caffeine it. Caffeine is yeah. It's like. Give it's going to empower that, yeah. you to get through uh, through the day. Through the day, yes. Well, now that we have that important business out of the way, let's dive into our discussion with Rhea McKenzie. All right. Today we have Rhea McKenzie on the show. She is an empowerment specialist and body image activist offering a transformational photo experience for women. She has been a professional photographer for over a decade and now specializes in boudoir that offers women more than just a photo shoot, but an entirely empowering experience. Today, we're gonna be talking to her about how she works with her clients to overcome some of the body bias issues that we may have and give them the tools they need to feel empowered, worthy, and confident through the power of boudoir photography. Rhea, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're, we're really so excited. excited to have you on. Now, this is cocktails and content creation, so we must start off with, what are you drinking today? Oh, well, <laughs> for the sake of the show, I am going to present to you what I offer to my client, which is champagne. Woo-hoo! Oh guys, my gosh! You guys Prosecco. can't see this, but she is holding up a bottle of prosecco for us, and uh, I love it. I wish I was at your house right now. Because all yeah. I've got is some tea. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> yep. I love that. So yeah, Thanks I for going all be, out. Yeah. I I mean, should I pop it for you on the show? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as long as you don't take out the, the, the computer and your microphone. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I usually serve Prosecco, and this is Fitvine Wine Prosecco. So, it is very low in sugar. Um, Ooh. And it's hard to find. So I have a husband that, you know, works for Fitfine that is able to get me some, but people oh, love it oh. because it's not super sweet and sugary. Um, oh. Therefore, they like don't feel the crash of the sugar. So where can you get it? You can get it at any liquor store if they have it in stock, but they tend to sell Renault? out quickly. Mm. Run. 
run to the store. (laughs) We have a really great liquor store right down the street, Liquor Junction. (laughs) They're huge. They're huge. And they have so, like, it's like you just keep walking and walking and walking. And they always have, like, the newest... Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. So I'm going to have to see if they're there because it actually sounds really good. Yeah, we go shopping at Market Basket right next door every week. So every oh, Saturday. I have, so I, can't I do might market have basket. to. I have okay. to be in a special mood to do Market Basket. Like I have to be like on a mission to budget my food money. I'm like, no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's, like, oh, you know, it's a different breed. It's a different. So I've lived all over the country and I have never experienced anything <laughs> like shopping at Market Basket. So t- it's, it's Alex, the deals are incredible though. Oh yeah. Well, my, my husband used to work there. He worked there for like 10 years, you know, from like 14 to out of college or whatever. And when Market Basket shut down, remember that there was like that yeah. strike and everything. We were going to the, the shop and shop right next door. Like literally it's like right next door and we would go through the line and he would be talking to the cashier. I mean, it would be some kid that has no idea like what groceries cost or whatever, anything. And we'd be like, do you know how much this is at Market Basket? Like, do you? How much this whole order would cost at Market Basket? Like, this is what he would be saying. And I'm like, please, they do not care. (laughs) Like they're going to throw us out and then we will have nowhere to shop until Market Basket (laughs) opens back up. So thank God it did because I'd, I'd... I don't think we'd have a, a grocery. We'd be thrown out of all the grocery stores in the area. Oh, my God. They just get sick of him. But, you know, he, <laughs> meant, he means well. He means well. All right. Well, now that we've kind of gone off on that. I know. Management, Jesse gave don't us a little summation it. of your, you know, what you do. But tell us about uh, your journey and how you got to where you are today. So I started off, I think, like lots of photographers do, just photographing anything that came my way. Um, and it was awesome. Like I was willing to try everything and I did. And I figured out, you know, what worked for me and what did not work for me over the course of a few years. I think it took me a while because I was in like this stage of people pleasing still where I would just say yes to everything to like make my clients happy. Um, you know, I think we go through that as photographers where we're just like, yes, 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 yes. And then all of a sudden we feel overwhelmed because our workflow for, you know, a family photo- family photography is different than our workflow for a wedding. And you start spinning. And Jesse, I'm sure you remember the feeling of like the end of the year madness because you have like all these family sessions, all these weddings to edit. Um, but throughout those years, I was running like mini sessions for boudoir for mostly brides um, and then moms that I knew from family sessions and friends. So that always spoke to me. Like I would always leave being like, oh, more of it. I want more. Um, Because it was showing me that like they were so happy to just see themselves in a different light. So over the years, I knew I had to niche down because that is what really spoke to me as an artist and human um, to be like a part of this journey for these women that are able to feel so confident after a photo experience. And it, I think the pandemic really allowed me to like shape what I wanted to do with this experience and how I wanted to offer it um, in a way that really helped 
transform women into like seeing who they are through a photo um, and how they felt like leading up to the day, during the day and afterwards has really like propelled them into a different direction in life that they, they just come out of it like with a little more pep in their step and they are holding themselves differently after their session. So um, it really, I'm so grateful for it. And I think the gratitude is like so mutual between myself and my client now, but so happy that I niche down as well. <laughs> I love that beautiful. story. You have, and you have beautiful, beautiful work. So yeah. you've definitely found your calling, I would have yeah. to say. Yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of photographers can completely relate to that. I know I can. I mean, yeah. you know my story. And yeah. I mean, we've known each other for a while now. So we have. So um, Rhea and I have worked together in a strange capacity of associate shooting for the same photography company. Yeah. And oh, then, wow. I didn't know that. That's yeah. how we know each other. Yeah. Mm. We met but actually... Jesse- you really did help me realize that like niching down, especially with as an entrepreneur with ADHD, that like, <laughs> this is the best thing for me. It's amazing. Um, and I'm able to serve my clients with more of my time and energy in this beautiful way. And I wasn't able to do that juggling a million things at once. Yeah. Um, some people are, and they're really great at it, but for myself and where I am personally, um, I, knew that it was just too overwhelming for myself. Um, yeah. So it has been like being an entrepreneur is such a gift because like you really get to know yourself in so many ways that, um, you know, it's like a whole journey of getting to know yourself. It's a and, discovery journey on its own. Yes, it really is. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's great to like have a heart led, a heart led business um, where, you know, you're doing what you love. Yeah. Now you, one thing I love about seeing your journey is you've really been able to foster this community and your experience for your clients. So you have this online space where you foster an amazing community, like through your Facebook group, but then you have like this physical space, your studio, um, which is located in, in Walpole, Walpole, right? Walpole, Mass. Yep. And so tell us a little bit about how creating both like this digital space and this physical space has been really important in creating this experience for your clients where they leave feeling so empowered and, you know, they see themselves so differently after your sessions. So I did start my online community before I even had a physical studio space, which was really awesome for me because I think that, well, I know that when you are connecting with clients and they know that they're going to be in like a very vulnerable state um, and they have to feel really comfortable with the photographer and who is guiding them through this experience. They have to be comfortable with the hair and makeup artist. They have to be, you know, first comfortable with me, but then whoever else is in the room So even before I had a physical studio, like I had to create that environment wherever I was shooting and I was shooting at Airbnbs or friends, photography studios, or, um, I was renting 
a studio from my friend Kristen that owns Kadima. So now we share this space, but we have I have a private second floor. But I had to create, you know, a relationship with everyone in my online community where they felt safe with me. Um, so that was first and foremost, like the most important. But going into having a studio, like that just amplified um this feeling and I think created just right away, like women were just like, yes, I want to go to your new studio space. I've been seeing you do all these things. So it was super exciting to open a studio. Um, and again, like the intention is set before they even walk in that this is what we're here to do. Um, and they do have a connection with me from the get-go and from like, as where from the moment they book their shoot to, you know, leading up to it, which is, a lot of times like a few months um, or like half a year or even a year in advance. Um, so keeping like a good relationship with them through email and the Facebook community is important in helping them like arrive knowing that they can just let their guard down and be themselves. I really love how you've, how you've positioned that as part of your obviously the the values behind your brand that feeling of comfortability that feeling of feeling safe um but also you know thinking back to the business side of it you know having it be you know a way to funnel clients through yeah. and also ensure that by the time they're at that decision point of booking with you like they know 100% 1000% like they want you because they've built that relationship you know we talk a lot about as entrepreneurs, we talk a lot about, you know, nurturing our clients and doing that. Yeah. And you are really, that's really what you're doing is you're nurturing them to make sure that when they do make that decision, they're confident in their decision because it is an investment. You know, there is a financial commitment for them. So what kind of things thinking about, you know, this whole podcast is about content creation, you know, and how do you create the content for your community or like what sort of things do you do in this online community that really foster that relationship building that foster the nurturing? I mean, I, I know because I'm in your group and I think yeah. it's fantastic, but tell our audience, like, you know, how, how is it that you do that? What is it that you're doing in that group that, that creates so this space? In my group, like we are unlearning the you know, the limited beliefs that we've had on our bodies and others' bodies by showing imagery of all bodies, like a diversity of women. Um, so that's super important. And I know the media is doing so much better with that now, but algorithms matter. And <laughs> if you are on social media, only looking at the thing, like um, my friend, Sarah, who is the in-house stylist with, um, McKenzie photography, her daughter's algorithm may look different than her algorithm. So it's really important that when women are in this group, that they're able to see different types of bodies and hear different voices um, so that they also feel comfortable that they can do it. If they're only seeing one body type over and over and over again, then how is that going to make them feel comfortable that them, they and their bodies will look, can look, feel like these women do that I showcase. Um, and again, in my group, I'm showcasing a lot of different things. So I'm like borrowing inspiration from the people that I follow on Facebook and Instagram and sharing it in this group. 
I'm helping them realize that being in your body is really fun and you can achieve self-love and acceptance by just feeling more at home in your body. Um, and a lot of my imagery is all these different emotions, right. That we can express with ourselves. Cause at the end of the day, like when you're at a shoot, like you are there for self-expression and that can be empowering in itself. Um, and there is a broad spectrum of empowerment. So empowerment can look differently on each client. They don't just have to come in there and be in lingerie and be super, super sensual, even though that's what most women want to come in and do because it's freeing and liberating for them. But some women feel more in their power, like in their everyday clothes that they wear, um, just a little more amplified, or they feel empowered coming into the studio wearing something that they don't feel comfortable wearing because society is not quite ready to see them wear those types of things. And so therefore they don't feel comfortable being outside wearing those clothes. But when they come in the studio, they're like, no, this sequin dress is me and I would love to wear it anywhere, but I haven't figured out where, or I haven't had the guts to, but I'm going to wear it today and it's going to make me feel so good. Um, so we have all sorts of different outfits that like really help channel how women want to express themselves, but just haven't had the opportunity to yet. I think we all have that outfit in our closet that we're we like, oh, I really want to wear that. But where am I going to wear? wear or that, you know, that lingerie that it's like, oh, I really want to wear this. But, you know, maybe they're not feeling confident enough yeah. in it for some reason. Or like they 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 don't give themselves permission in a way. Yes. I think a or it's a on. mom that just we just don't have time as mothers <laughs> to be prancing oh, around in our lingerie. Yeah. Um, and if we do, it's like five seconds and it's over. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh, five, yeah. See, five that's, seconds. That's, okay. So that's the clip of the show right there, because I think everybody can relate. Or, or, and I mean, it doesn't, Not even, really said, it, it doesn't even have to like be with the lingerie either. It can be that dress, you know, and you're like, you put it on and you, you're like, oh yeah, I love it. And then your three-year-old runs into the room and is like, mommy, mommy, I need to clean my hands, which happened yeah. to me the other day when I was trying on a dress, dress for a shoot that Jesse did for me. I was in this like, you know, you actually saw it the other day. It was that pretty pink dress, Jesse and Ariel, my daughter ran into like, she had just had, I don't know. I don't know what she had had. It was in the morning. So I don't know what could have gotten on her hands, but she runs, mommy, I got to wash my hands. I'm like, don't touch me. Don't touch. No touch. No, no touch. touch. Or we're just like, we're still in a hustle culture where we're not even like <sighs> yeah. taking that time for ourselves. So mm -hmm. a lot of women come in not only to like heal their body image or and get to that place, but they're coming to me like simply just for fun because like doing a photo shoot and having this time to yourself is just a fun experience. So Every photo shoot I have is like a blast. And then, you know, I leave and I'm like, I love my job. And they're like, I love this. But it's just like love circulated all around. But a lot of people will just come in and they just haven't made space for fun or for mm -hmm. themselves. Like they're coming in and they're relaxing. And, you know, Sarah's massaging their face and then putting on. <laughs> makeup and getting their hair done and it's a whole hour of just like chit chat and 
it can be deep conversation or kind of wherever it leads us. And then we put on the music and have this fun shoot where they're like switching outfits and wearing things they don't normally wear and posing how we normally don't pose. Right. Um, And it's funny because they feel again, like moving your body. Like we don't normally sit in our lingerie and like watch Netflix in this like sensual way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you don't do that every day? No, but (laughs) we pretend that we are. We're like, you know, just lay on the couch like you're like watching your favorite show on Netflix. I love that. Totally normal. No, yes, totally normal. But we're just laughing the whole time because then after you're doing all of this, you like really take a look at it and they get to see their photos right after the shoot and they're just blown away that they can even pose or look like that. Um, And it's them just like amplified and expressed and in ways that they've never really explored before Um, or they have, but it's just like for that split second. So it doesn't like stay in your brain that like, oh, I'm this sensual sexual being because in our everyday lives, like we're like, still living in a hustle culture where Mm. we're just go, go, go. The pandemic has really shifted that. So we are taking a step back. And I think that the timing is just kind of like divine timing for everyone where we're like, oh no, like this is it. This is when we need to take time for ourselves. We need to step back and really see us for who we are at our core and what's going to allow us to do that. Now you say that, but I think I feel like so often, even with even with the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, and then of course we've had some very big political things happening in our world. We kind of get this feeling of that's 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 silly. That's you know, we, there's so much more stuff going on in the world. There's so many more important things going on. Yeah. I shouldn't be spending this time doing this. I should be focusing on X, Y, Z. So why is it? so important that we step away from all of the the noise the the just the mess of what's going on you know in our personal lives in the world why why is that so important like how does that help us get through things I think well if you're always in the noise then you are absorbing everyone else's opinions and voices and rage and anger which is important to understand that like you know when Roe v. Wade happened that like we should be angry, right? Yeah. But now what are we going to do with it? And I had some clients that like are beautifully reflecting on their experience with boudoir and empowerment because again, it's themselves in their body and it's standing up for the woman that they are. And we have the choice to be in our bodies and stand and and have make choices for our bodies. And that goes, I think it's across the whole spectrum, right? It's like, we have, we have the right to choose what we want to wear without people commenting on it. We have mm-hmm. the right to be overly confident and be overly loud without being labeled as the angry person. Right. And I, I think that goes with like how feminism has even played out in history. Like yeah. when we grew up, like we thought of it people labeled it like the angry feminist but shrill yeah and Mm -hmm. but we're not really looking at the why like why are they angry or um and I think it's exploring 
when people are dedicating their time to like have a moment to themselves and reflect on them, you're also like reflecting on your body and your privilege and Mm -hmm. your everything uh, in life and what you stand for. Because when a woman posts an image of her on the internet and depending on who they're surrounded by, the internet can give them praise, but they can maybe have someone at home that doesn't feel comfortable with that for various reasons. So you're, you're always going to get judgment no matter what, but like, what are we doing to cancel the noise of the judgment? I think it's so, it's funny. It wasn't until we got on with you and we got started talking that I thought how appropriate it was to have this conversation with you right now after, you know, as, as you said, Roe, the Roe v. Wade decision came down because it does relate to our bodies. And I think that a lot of empowerment when, when it comes to boudoir and everything like that, that is us kind of taking charge of our bodies and making the decision for ourselves that we are going to do this. And I, you know, it's interesting that we just, you know, for some women in this country, that was one of the major decisions was just taken away. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's very, it's very timely that we should have you on there. We got into a lot of this. It also goes for making changes to your body. So when we decide to make changes for our body, it should be for us, not Mm -hmm. because society is telling us that that is more beautiful. If you do xyz and it goes into like ageism and fat phobia so there's a lot of things we can dive deep into but we should be the only ones deciding on the inside on these changes for ourselves and making sure that like that's what essentially is good for us and our mental health and what we think is right and beautiful for us on the mm-hmm. inside versus society telling us and other people telling us that you would do better, look better, be better if you change X, Y, Z. So I love that you have this um, community that sort of sets them up to have that mindset because what I found as a brand photographer is so many of my clients do have these hesitations with the way they look and seeing themselves and, you know, just, it's really hard sometimes as a photographer to tell them that they look fantastic when they don't see themselves that way. And so in your opinion, does your, cause I'm, I'm thinking of this as like part of my workflow and how can I better serve my clients to empower them a little bit more does this workflow and your community, like by the time they book with you, do you feel that you've almost, I don't want to say resolved because I think no. you can never be and, you know, fully resolved of everything. I mean, maybe, maybe you can be no, a thousand percent co- confident, but do the women that you, wave. yeah. Like do the women that work with you, do they still come in and do like, you know, as you're showing them the back of the camera or revealing, do you feel like still like, do they feel a hundred percent confident when they see those images? Or do you still feel like sometimes they see them and they're like, Oh, I kind of wish this, or I kind of wish, do you ever get that? I know we didn't really talk about that in our questions, but um, 
I've had women question if they like their images. Most women come in and they're just like, oh my God. But like, yes, I think that out of all the hundreds of women that I've served, there's been a few that come to mind that they just weren't really as ready as they thought they were. Right. Um, And they still questioned if they even liked seeing themselves in that way. Right. Um, Okay. But at the end of the day, they're still happy. And those women have like recommended me to other people that have booked with me. So it's not like they hated their experience, but they were just seeing things that they still don't love about themselves. Right. And it's important to like remind everyone that like, we are on a journey to self-love and acceptance, but like, it's such a big jump to be like, oh, I don't like myself. Now I love myself. And our bodies are always changing. We're always going right. to be changing. So it's not like confidence is this end all. It's like always going to go up and down with the changes of our bodies right. and our minds and our bodies. Right. So it's like an exercise that we have to work on. Um, but it's important to ask like, why? Like, well, mm-hmm. why don't you like this image of yourself? And a lot of it is like, they'll start nitpicking or hyper-focusing on something that they they don't like about themselves. Um, so I think that when, even when they come in, like nothing's a hundred percent resolved, but what they're doing is they're jumping out of their comfort zone. They're doing something super fun for them. And the emotion tied to the fun of the photo shoot and the mm-hmm. fun of being in their body is definitely playing out in them seeing themselves. So now they're like neurologically, it's like triggering a part of their brain that's like, oh, my body's fun. Oh, I like this. Like, and you're doing so many different angles. And I'm sure it's the same for you, Jesse. Like you're shooting so many different angles that they're going to like certain ones over others for mm-hmm. a particular reason. So I'll have, I think that my most common body trait to hide is the stomach, like women fear seeing their stomachs because we are taught that like, if your stomach is not tiny and trim and slim, then it is not good to look at. Like essentially that's what we've been taught. In exactly. Society. Right. So for women coming in, they automatically are like, I just don't want to see my belly. I just don't want to see my belly. Anything to make me look slimmer because slimmer is what we were taught is the beauty standard more desirable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of psychology. (laughs) I'm not a psychologist. I'm also not a therapist, (laughs) Um, but it's a lot of asking yourself like why and questioning like, well, why, why don't you like this? And they'll say it and it's neither good or bad their opinions. It's just like getting them to realize that like that thought really didn't come from them. It's coming from like outside of them. It's coming from like, oh no, I was taught that that's not really, that's not attractive. So therefore I don't think it's attractive. And I think you're doing a lot of that upfront work in your community. You're trying to push those biases aside uh, by showing, I mean, you mentioned you show, and I'm in your group, you show all types and all types are beautiful. And I think showing them that does do that a little bit of that upfront work. Like you said, not everybody's going to come in a hundred percent resolved. They usually don't. With... They're completely nervous. Like when they come in, they're like, Oh my God, I'm excited. Nervous. I can't believe I'm doing this. Let's do yeah. It. And they're just like, okay, now I'm here. Like, yeah, I'm going to do the thing. 
exactly. that I was going to do. And it's going to be so freeing. Yes. But I think that, you know, I'm showing them like anywhere from 60 to a hundred images and they're narrowing it down to choose what they want to keep. So when we're going through the images where I'm also seeing the reactions to things, they're like, sometimes that picture of their stomach will completely surprise them. And they're like, Oh no, like, I didn't know that I could look like that because when they're standing in front of the mirror, they're already in a habit of criticizing what they don't like. And this is what we all do. We get in the mirror and we hyper-focus on like, Oh, I don't like that about myself. Like I'm going to stare at it and look at it and see how I can fix it with my makeup or, but we're also like, if someone doesn't like their butt or their abdomens, like we're in the mirror, like playing with it kind of in like, you know, we're just like, I don't like it. Yeah. But when they're in the studio, we're like, but would you like it if you did this? And we're like posing (laughs) it and then they're realizing that their butt that they didn't want to see, like it's still their butt. That is a nice piece of art. And I've had women be like, I don't like my butt. And then they see a picture of it and they're like, I didn't know my butt could look like that. Like, I like that. And I want that in print, which I love that. That's always so so much. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I made a vow when I, became a mom because I have a a little girl. I was like, you know, I'm not going to talk negatively about myself in front of her. And I had no idea how often I did that until I I made that vow because then I, and I even, I slept to this day and it's been three years and then, but it's, but it's been helpful. And I hope I can continue to do this because my daughter gets in front of the mirror and she's just like, you know, she's like, yeah, Aww, you know, and, and she loves being in front of the camera and everything. And, you know, she's three. So she's at that point where she hasn't started to, you know, nitpick on her yeah. on herself. Like she's not critical of herself. And I'm just hoping that I can keep that up. Let's I know all just someday... be, let's all just be three year olds. Exactly. I know, I, I've have... learned so much from her you because do. of that. You learn so much. And I think that being a parent really helps you activate that side of you that goes like, I want to be nicer to myself mm-hmm. for my children because they absorb everything. And yeah. that's how we absorbed it is from the media, from our parents, from the adults around us, like all of that as children, like we absorbed. And that is why we have the body image biases we have today it's yeah. because all of our experiences and thoughts were shaped by society. And we learned Oh, what do guys like? What do women like? Like women don't women like to diet. Women like to fix parts of them to appeal to the male gaze or like all those types of things. So when women are coming in for a photo experience, like I think when I first started, it was like, Oh, I want to do this for my husband. I want to do this. Like, you know, um, it's going to be a gift to them. And it still is, but it's totally more like, this is for yourself and your partner. Gets and he just gets the bonus. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the bonus, but like you're going yeah. to show up so differently now with so much confidence. So that's a great part, but being a parent has really helped activate that side of me that is like completely aware of everything that comes out of my mouth um, and, and the way I look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. Um, but that's amazing that you took that vow for, yourself and for your daughter. Well, I try. As I said, I'm, it's not always perfect. And every once in a while, I'm like, I catch myself too. Yeah. (laughs) 
Ed's. We're and not then perfect. I, and then I see her looking at herself in the mirror and she's like standing the, the others, you know, she's looking at the side of her and I'm like, oh, I hope she's not like judging herself. And yeah. then she comes away and she's like, mommy, look what I can do. And she, I'm like, okay, we're not, we're back yeah, to that. We're good. Yeah, we're, we're, good. Good. we're good. But well, even like the amount of like that is bad in our society, like we can catch kids being like, you know, and it's like what they grow up hearing. Like they go to the playground and the kid goes, you're fat. And then all of a sudden yeah. it's like a negative thing, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. okay, it's bad to be wrong fat. with me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they mm-hmm. go to the doctors and we all have, and they're like, well, you gained weight or like your BMI. And it's just mm. all these things that trigger that thought that like having fat is bad. Therefore my body is fat. Therefore I don't like my body. And that. Oh. Or if there's something, if we have muscular thighs instead of the trim, you know, I always had, I always had big calves and we're like super insecure about (laughs) me too. Yes. But all those insecurities come up, but like, it's mostly because a, like for a big calved woman, (laughs) skinny jeans weren't that great for me. Like I remember getting a thigh high boots. Yeah. But you think about all different types of bodies and Mm -hmm. that can really put you down when things aren't fitting the way that you feel Mm. they should, or the way that, you know, clothing company has made it, made them. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of things that can come up as triggers, Mm. but you're helping to combat them with what you're doing. So yeah. Yeah. Put on the body chain. Or just be naked and you're beautiful. Like you don't even have to think about what. There you go. I know. If you don't have an outfit, just come as you are. (laughs) Nobody needs pants. (laughs) Who needs pants? Uh, Although I love sweatpants. I'm just gonna say that. I do too. But (laughs) love me some sweatpants. Most clients come into the studio and they like immediately feel so comfortable and don't want to leave. And they're like, "This is so weird that I'm so comfortable." with no pants on, just waltzing around your studio. <laughs> That's how we were born. We were born <laughs> naked. You know? Don't you wish you could just walk down the street like this with zero judgment? <laughs> oh. I, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> we well, um, this has been amazing, Rhea. Yeah. I am so excited for our audience to hear this. But um, before we hop off, where can people find you? Uh, learn more about your services and offerings or where to join your, um, your Facebook group. So you can find me at www.riamckenziephotography.com. Longest <laughs> website ever. Love it. <laughs> You'll have to look at the show notes to see how to spell it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, w- it will be on there guys. You can just click the link. No one's going to like, listen to me, spell that out. Um, and then my <laughs> Facebook group is Rhea McKenzie empowerment group. We'll also link that up in the show notes. Yeah. And that is private because again, women feel most comfortable sharing these images with other women that have the understanding that this is what the mission is. And we're here to empower each other and work through body image together. Um, So it's not for, I guess, the gazers (laughs) 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 or the people that want to pass judgment. Um, because we do and it's it's out there and it's going to happen so mm-hmm. i'd like to keep it a safe place where people understand the mission of what we're doing in the empowerment group um so that is private so you can join that group um and you can also find me on instagram at Rhea mckenzie photography 
I love it. We'll, uh, we'll link, we'll link everything we'll up link in the show notes. So. Rhea, thank you so much for coming thank on the show you. and talking with us. It's been a great discussion. Yes. Thank you it's so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. All right. So I love that she creates this community that not only is, it's really open to anyone to foster this idea of um, empowerment, um, confidence around all bodies through her Facebook Mm -hmm. group. And, you know, I love that just for what it is. I love it for that reason, but I also love how she uses that from a business perspective to really create a sense of uh, nurture with her potential leads or clients, you know, so by the, by the time they are ready to book with her, if they are in the new England area, um, you know, cause this is open to all women everywhere. Uh, if they're in the new England area that they're confident and comfortable with working with her. So I think it's mm-hmm. like a great way to, um, really establish that relationship early on in her process. So, um, yeah. but, but then just, you know, her whole thing about, you know, getting rid of the biases and how she leverages the group to do that so that women can feel confident no matter who they are, you know, what body they have, it's their body and they should feel comfortable and confident and empowered through that. And the content she puts in that group really fosters that belief. I totally agree. And, you know, the other thing is, I think it's, it should be, this has nothing really to do with empowerment, but it has everything to do with you get into whatever you do, photographer, writer, you know, yes, you want to make money. Um, but I think we all need to focus on helping each other working for our clients to create, to make their lives a little easier. So, you know, I think remembering that creating that client experience where, you know, she specifically works on empowering, like maybe, maybe think about adding a little bit of that to whatever, you know, your niche is, you know, thinking about making your clients feel a little more confident, not just that they have somebody that they can work with, but in themselves and in that piece of the business that you're working on, I think is, is a, is a key piece that we should all be paying a little bit more attention to. I know that I'll be paying a little bit more attention to, you know, with my writing clients, like making them feel a little bit more empowered and, and their ideas that they have when they come to me, as well as, you know, what they're putting out there on their website. So However, you can make your client experience a little bit more empowering. Maybe that should be your focus for our the rest of your day today, or maybe the mm-hmm. rest of your week or yeah. going forward, you know? So anyways, we want to thank you so much for joining us on Cocktails and Content Creation. If you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would love to hear it. And you can join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at fashionablykateanko. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos, or if you're a brand photographer interested in learning more about brand photography, I'm at the Brand Photographer Method. Make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.